Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Wine, Repeat, a podcast for all you wine lovers who, if you're like me, just cannot get enough of the good stuff. I'm Yanina Doyle, your host, brand ambassador, wine educator, and sommelier. So stick with me as we dive deeper into this ever-evolving, wonderful world of wine. And wherever you are listening to this, cheers to you. Hello, wine friends, and welcome back to part two with Jess Summer of Mouth and Grape. As we continue our adventure on wine and cheese pairings, and this episode specifically, I think you're going to notice I am rubbish with my knowledge of cheese. But hey, this is part of the journey. We always need to be listening to people who know more than us so we can educate ourselves better. So I hope you get the same benefit from this episode as well. We'll be looking at pairings to go with aged cheese, more challenging cheeses, what happens if you start adding the accompaniments like honey or nuts or fruit. We'll be looking at what cheeses go best with traditional method sparkling wines, so that of England. We'll be looking at the temperature, actually, that you should serve your cheese at when do you take it out of the fridge. And there will also be some nice pairings to go with cheesy dishes because heating the cheese or melting the cheese can change the dynamic. So there's loads packed into this episode. I hope that it makes you hungry and I hope that you have wine and cheese at hand. So Without further ado, may you enjoy this episode. Before everybody, we get into some more cheese pairings, and there's going to be a lot. Get a pen and paper, everyone. Oh, and there's a transcript. So there you go. You can Mm. just highlight, go to the show notes. There's a transcript, and then you can see all the stuff that's mentioned. But I want you to tell me about, like, you were awarded, you were one of the winners of Harper's 30, under 30. That's such an achievement. Like I was, yeah. Right? How does that feel? What what did they, how did they pick you? What? How does that actually even so work? I was, um, I basically, uh, someone sent it through to me, was like, you should definitely apply for this. Um, and you, I nominated myself and you basically submit like a 250 word kind of, this is who I am. Um, and then also other people also nominated me. Some I knew were, others I didn't know were as well. Um, and then they, I was shortlisted. And then what you have to do is answer five questions, um, 250 words of those questions. Um, and it's all like, how have you shown leadership in your business? How have you shown um, commitment, education, um, sustainability? And I can't remember the last one. Um, and then they, um, there was a panel of, of, um, industry leaders and they decided on the final 30 list. And yeah, I thought, I know that they had over a hundred applicants and I made the 30. So yes, I was, I was really just thrilled to be honest, because it was just, it was a, it was a great moment and also was really affirming of everything that I'm doing. Um, and also I remember I went to the London Wine Fair because they, they announced out at the London Wine Fair and I went there the year before um, with uh, my lovely friend Louisa who taught me my WSET, she's Unicorn on the Vine um, yes. and mm-hmm. she, it was just, it was, she's been such a lovely kind of com- confidence boosting person and to kind of go back a year later and be shortlisted in this award and knowing the knowledge that I've gained since doing that the previous year it was yeah it's just been it's been great and it's something that it was always on my kind of I don't know bucket list to do to become a 30 under 30 in some way um and yeah I, I squeaks it in there because I'm 30 next month 
Love it. Well, I mean, I, anybody listening, Harpers, can we do a 40 under 40? Because I can't fit into that category. Hello. Anyway. <laughs> I, know, the thing is like, I also, I also um, squeaked in um, the cheese one as well because I, I was... Um, I went in for the Young Cheesemonger of the Year competition, and, and I was sh- I was shortlisted for that as well. So that was a much more intense experience because there was only six cheesemongers um, selected, and we all competed at the World Cheese Awards, which was in Wales. And there were different categories. So there was a Master of Rind section, which was when Master we were asked, of Rind. I know. Sounds we were sexy. Asked, we were asked asked questions about cheese and the cheese industry in front of like all these incredible cheese makers and leading industry experts and it was honestly one of the most scary things i've ever done um and then we also had to like answer questions on on and be interviewed about our cheese selections we had to cut and weigh blind without scales um two cheeses so to 200 grams and 500 grams and wrap them mm. um, and then we had to taste cheese as well and write our tasting notes um so yeah i, I wasn't the winner sounds, on the day but, oh but that still sounds so fun it was really fun it was really cool I, I hope you lost the competition because when you had to cut the cheeses you gave more cheese than less cheese i hope that's why you lost <laughs> Yeah, that would that that would that would have been my style because I'm yeah. I'm a generous a generous person. With the oh, and we and um, and we salute you for that, Jess. Yeah, we yeah. salute no, you. That was re- that was a really um, fun experience and great to meet different people in the industry. And I had actually only been a cheesemonger at that point for um, eight months. Wow! So I was up against that... some people who've been in the industry for like ten years. So it was really it does show like what what is if possible you're dedicated, when you commit. If... Yeah, absolutely. So okay. You have just proven to us that you really do know your cheeses. So I am going to start asking you some cheese questions. So, please do. Please well, do. Okay. In the episode before, you told me how about if I had some aged cheese, slightly less lactose, blah, blah, blah. We were talking about that. So I want to focus on aged cheese. Mm-hmm. So if it's more aged and it's more ripe, how does that affect things when you are thinking about pairing with wine? So one of the one of the things that I think about first is the type of milk. Um, so as in what what animal is it from? So okay. with hard cheeses, you could either have cow's milk. Well, traditionally you can get camel milk and things, but in, in camel in milk, yeah, you okay. can. Oh, <laughs> how, it, it, wait, 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 wait! Pause. Camel <laughs> milk. How, yeah. What would that do in a cheese? And where would you get camel milk uh, cheese? You know what? I haven't tried it, but I, I know it exists. Exists. Okay, um, fine. Moving yeah. on. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So. I would I I'd make note if it is kind of cow's milk, goat's milk, sheep's milk. Um, how aged the cheese is if it has got those kind of the salt crystals, or if it's got more of like a flaky texture or a kind of smoother texture. Uh-huh. Um, if it's got a washed rind. So what a, a washed rind is basically is when the cheese is made. So how how cheese is made in the first place is you have um, the milk that comes through into the dairy and then it's um, mixed with rennet and which basically rennet it coagulates the milk and it um, binds it so it kind of becomes like a soft tofu kind of texture okay love um, the word coagulate by the way just wanted yes, to point that out it's a great it's a great word coagulate um, okay and then what, yeah and with starter cultures as well and that's like the bacteria and salt as well and then they like cut the curds and they spoon these the kind of um quite wet 
soft tofu like curds into mm-hmm. um, molds and then that's pressed and then um depending on the style of the cheese and i mean if you're making a blue cheese they might add some some like some um penicillin rock 40 or they might add um different um funguses to have different effects on the rind um okay. but generally with washed rind cheeses you'll get different flavor characteristics coming through so that could be your telegio even that that is a soft cheese but mm-hmm. things like comte or gruyere those are washed um there's a cheese that i love that i literally i bring it up in in every um <laughs> every conversation every <laughs> tasting event it pretty much has this cheese there's a cheese called rachel which is made rachel. by the way yeah, Rachel. My best made... friend is called Rachel. Ah, and my you're... lovely sister-in-law. So we like ah, Rachel's. Well, this is a cheese for you. It's a goat's milk cheese, which is um, washed in a brine and it's aged and it develops these beautiful, like, yellowy orange spots. Um, okay. And it's just really tasty and it's delicious. But you can you can eat the rind on these cheeses too. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, uh, sorry, I've given you lots of information about what I think about, but not a lot of constructive, <laughs> constructive advice for people. Um, so I, I really think that from a constructive perspective of things that you can do at home, um, I think what you're looking for really when you're creating a cheese and wine pairing combination is you're looking for two flavors that are gonna either complement or contrast each other, mm-hmm. but to bring yes. out the best in both without one overpowering the other. Okay, yeah. So you're either looking for complementing, so things which have got equal kind of strength and um, powers of say you've got, say you've got like a more delicate cheese, like a a soft goat's cheese or a younger um, kind of um, sheep's milk cheese, then you, you wouldn't want to pair that with like a really powerful red. So you could go with something a bit lighter, I, I really love Italian wines. I think Italian wines are great food oh, wines. Why? Oh, well, just, yeah, yes, they are great food wines and typically have uh, great acidity, which just yeah. cuts through everything, right? I particularly like wines from northern Italy, like the kind of Alto mm-hmm. Adige, um, mm-hmm. that kind of region. So al- a bit of Alpine, Alpine yeah. flavours, good acidity, maybe a bit herbaceous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that kind of thing would be great. But I think you were asking about harder cheeses. And yeah, you've, yeah, yeah give us, yeah, we want the answers. Give us the answers, Jess. Give you have one answers. in your head. Tell us about the aged cheese. I mean, obviously, like, okay, this is the wine person in me. It's like, everybody, if you have aged Comte, it's really mm. good with aged vintage champagne. Mm. <laughs> which is a classic yeah, and I'm right and, and it's, it's delicious nice. yeah, but I'd also works. like somebody who has far more knowledge in the scenario yeah. okay. to say what so, else because I because with, with aged cheese yeah. is it it typically gets and honestly I actually don't eat enough oh I'm gonna embarrass myself now I bet I don't eat enough cheese so like aged cheese it's obviously getting a bit harder and a bit nuttier and a bit savourier, is it? Is yeah, like thing? The, um, right? the, moisture, the moisture is going. It dries up, um, right. Yeah, it does, exactly. And the, the flavours concentrate. Yeah. Um, and it, you kind of, you've got to get it at the right point, though, before it goes past its best. And past its best doesn't necessarily mean that it tastes bad. It's just that um, you're, 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 you might miss out on, like, the kind of all of the complex notes. Because a, a really good aged Comte can have savory qualities it can be nutty but it can also be pineapple um Ooh. and fruity and yep. 
yeah, lots of different flavors there. So you, you really need a wine that will, um, again, bring out and enhance all of those qualities too. So for something like an aged Comte, I would go with like probably a Bordeaux blend, like a Merlot-based Bordeaux blend would be lovely. Okay, fruity. So you're going for the Merlot base rather than going Cabernet. So you're not going yeah. for as necessarily savory and tannic. Mm. You're actually going for a slightly more rounded, but because it's aged, it will have yeah. the tertiary characters exactly. and slightly more earthy, peppery, yeah. savory edge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. And then also a really nice pairing as well is anything with like truffles, like a truffle pecorino um, or a cheese which has got like a mushroomy characteristic like a San Nectar. Are you going to um, say Barolo? Are you going to say Barolo? <laughs> I'm just like, it's the first wine I can think of that tastes like yeah, truffle and savory. Yeah, yeah. Def- definitely Barolo. Um, I was also thinking... Are you going to give us something more creative? <laughs> like P- Pinot Noir. Like not, not okay. that much more creative. <laughs> no, okay. No, I just but, wanted to show that I knew something, you know? Yeah, like a, a, a lovely Pinot Noir, like one with tertiary characters is is really really nice with that um mm-hmm. so yeah you're 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 really looking at what the what the flavors are and i think it's, it's being mindful with it um something else i really love I, I love an oak chardonnay um and i think that's a really interesting cheese to pair with wines uh, because of that creamy mouth feel um in the wine itself so the um, wine yeah so the wine what would you pair if you had an oak chardonnay, what kind of wines mm. come to mind? So I tell you what I did at a tasting event that actually was really good and surprised people was pairing it with Tunworth. Um, okay, what, so what cheese is it? Tunworth. It's a British Camembert, British oh, okay. style of, mm-hmm. of Camembert, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you would have thought that it would be too much, but because Camembert's actually got quite a lot of vegetal flavors to it it's a bit more like um cabbagey in a bit in a good way <laughs> um then say you're like um kind of more creamy camemberts it was it was it was a, at the riper end and because the the chardonnay that i had paired it with um i think it was a it was might have been macon um okay. but it mm-hmm. has it, it had like a really it, it was a bit sweeter um and it also had like really nice coconut and vanilla um it just was delicious with it it just worked really well and i think it still had that acidity so then it wasn't it was working through that mouth coating tonworth but those flavors they were in balance they weren't overpowering that i think is why it worked Mm. because if if the tonworth had been any more aged i think it would have overpowered it and this is the other thing as well you've got to be careful as when you're eating the cheese with the age of the cheese because cheese changes a lot so Do you feel, you've already said to be careful of the age of the cheese, but do you feel that there are certain types of cheeses that are more challenging to pair with wine, that you have to think about that to make sure you don't get it wrong? Um, Definitely. Yeah, I think so. I I would say that the more delicate style of cheeses, I think, can be a bit tricky. Oh, they're the hardest. Would you say that that's harder than something like a blue cheese? Because that, for me... Yeah. Is always like, oh God, you know what? Blue cheese uh, is strong and intense. So if you're not sure, stay away. Blue blue cheese, I actually think is easier because what? you can pair it, pair it with sweet. So oh, well, go- yes. Yeah, yeah. like gorg- gorgeous dessert wines, a lovely like Moscato di Asti with a creamy mm-hmm. gorgonzola. 
I mean, or Dolce Latte. I don't oh, know. I'd God. go maybe Dolce yeah. Latte with a Moscato d'Asti, just because Moscato d'Asti is kind of so fun and peachy and soft and yeah, yeah, and rounded. Like, Gorgonzola, Gorgonzola Dolce is yeah, is oh, Dolce yeah. Latte. Yeah, oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're right. You're right. Knew that. Yeah, knew that. that. That is really, really stunning um, and really delicious. So yeah. I think that, that that for me is an easier one. And also you can go, if you've got big blue flavours, it can balance with a big blue, uh, not big blue wine, sorry, a big red wine. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you can get blue wine, I've seen. Oh God, tried. you can. Moving on. Yeah. yeah. What about, um, I mean, obviously Port and Stilton, right? I mean, is do you feel that that's, again, a classic but boring pairing? Um, yes, there, but you can get really amazing Stiltons. So it depends what Stilton you're eating because it, it again, it's the same with, with the cheddar. We're, we're not, we're not talking your basic cheeses here. We're, we're talking luxury cheese. Yes. Um, but also that there are so many more cheeses than people realize. And actually what I think coming into this cheese and wine world, what I tend to find when I'm doing my tasting events is that people seem to know actually more about wine. Um, and less have, about cheese, right? And less about cheese, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They've got, me. <laughs> <laughs> they've, got more, they've got more of an understanding of wine, more of an understanding that it is complex or there's loads of varieties and different countries and things. But I think with cheese, because there are certain cheeses in the UK that get such like prevalence, um, you kind of don't realise just the variety of cheeses that are available. So you, yeah. it's it's more of an educational standpoint as well. And, you know, for what you're saying, if you think about like my wine education, and of course I'm very, I used to be a sommelier, so actually part of my job is pairing and understanding that, okay, and like for like is the best way to go in general. You can play around with some crazy pairings, but if it's a creamier wine, go with a creamier food whatever that is mm. if, you know all these kind of stuff so like for like is brilliant but and you know we all know things like uh, what's a classic pairing again um goat's cheese and sauvignon blanc you know these sort yeah. of things work really well but yeah. in general because i don't understand all of the different cheeses qualities and the intensity and what other fruit aromas they might supply that's when i'm just mm. like it's a minefield so okay yeah it, it is but that's why i think it's that's why it's you're here really that's why i'm here exactly yeah like <laughs> that's that's why it's really great to, to do kind of cheese and wine tasting events or to yeah. to to buy <laughs> buy my hampers but to, to like <laughs> buy to, the hampers buy the hampers yes. no it's true it's, it's <laughs> a beautiful hamper that's why it's like um i think i'm i'm adding a really unique and different value yeah. than what you would get if you were going yourself to the supermarket yeah. to pick up a couple of bottles of wine and maybe four cheeses which which you could do but you wouldn't know how to pair each one with which one you wouldn't mm -hmm. know how to mm -hmm. eat it maybe what temperature to serve it what accompaniments to go with it we haven't even talked about that well so yeah oh god <laughs> okay 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 i'm stopping you now honey so you've put pure honey in the summer picnic hamper i have and like as an example for instance I, I, I you know we'll do shout out for Balfour Balfour does an extra dry sparkling wine so extra dry is not actually dry everybody that is between 12 and 17 grams of residual sugar per liter so it is at the higher end so it's somewhere in between brute a dry style and demi-sec a sweeter style so it's a perfect wine that has this lovely honeyed slightly sweeter edge and it's sparkling so of course sparkling is great with cheese because it cuts through protein anyway yeah. and when I put honey 
on cheeses with crackers and I take this extra dry it's um everybody it's Leslie's <laughs> reserve mm-hmm. uh gold non-vintage but it works really well because it goes yeah. with the honeyed edge because I'm taking a wine that's got some mm-hmm. extra sweetness now that's yeah. obviously in my day-to-day and I can use that but you know the fact that you've put honey here but we could also go with grapes and we could go with quince and we could go with yeah. different so now you're adding and actually a lot of the time a cheese board does have sugary things so I've really Mm. enjoyed having these three dry wines that we tasted in the episode before and I did not actually open up the honey so I really enjoyed the pure flavors of the cheese with lovely dry beautiful wines Mm. but now most cheese platters are going to have something sweet as accompaniment so now that just starts changing things up it adds in a whole a whole other level right. of um complexity and what i often say to people is like have the honey there it, it's mostly there for the cheese it's not really there for the wine but mm. try it all together my the pairing combination that i'm doing is without honey but when you have cheese with honey it's so good and people really enjoy it and the feedback that i got initially was that people don't really think to put honey with cheese so I was, and also it's, it's, for me, it's like an extra kind of, it's a thoughtfulness. It's a, it's a surprise that you get in the hamper. Um, and it's mm. a little bit extra. It's not, you're not just getting cheese and wine. You're getting cheese and, and honey. And then you can also upgrade to truffle honey. <laughs> I, I, in each of my bigger hampers, you get um, either one or two um, fruit jams with it as well. You get different types of crackers. Um, so yes, yeah, it's, it's a whole kind of culinary experience. Um and again, comes back to that fun way of experimenting with different flavors. Would you but say that actually, though, for a real true wine and cheese pairing, if somebody's very serious and they want to find some good pairings, perhaps to actually leave out the sweeter elements? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 When I eat cheese, I just eat cheese. I don't eat crackers and I don't really eat bread. <laughs> um sometimes I will have it with like truffle honey or if I'm if I've got fruit there um but I yeah I'm I'm a cheese purist and I really enjoy cheese Mm. on its own and I really enjoy what that does with the wine but obviously and it's very trendy nowadays as well I'm sure you've seen all these beautiful grazing boards oh and they're beautiful Mm. yeah really beautiful and they look great and if you're having people over and you can recreate them I, I made one the other day for a friend and and it was fun and I had like some caramelized nuts on there some salted peanuts and some yeah lovely um figs and all sorts and and it's great and it and it does taste all really nice with the cheese and as well and it can taste really nice with the wine um but I think to keep things simple and easy and also for people to learn um from their mouse and grape experience so they have skills that then they can take forward with them I just think keeping it simple is better um, I agree with you, but I have to say as well, for anybody, like you mentioned figs and stuff, a surprise combination that I think I have been able to bring to people's lives, you know, enhance their life, <laughs> has actually been strawberries and brie, as an example. Oh, yeah. And yeah, definitely. 
because strawberries, we're talking that's actually a fruit sweetness and figs is something completely different because that's dried. That's yeah. really intensified sugar. But the f- the sugar in a strawberry is very different. And I found with rose, well, you mentioned rose in the previous mm. episode. Rose is actually yeah. quite clearly a favorite. Rose is a perfect wine for food. It's just so good with so many different things. It is a good food wine. Yeah, it is. I always say, if in doubt, go with the rose or go with the sparkling or rosé sparkling <laughs> yeah have you ever tried an oaked rosé an oaked i have uh i would say probably my favorite would be the lopez de heredia vina mm. tondonia so we're talking rioja and they yeah. age their rosés for oh i don't know at least five years they, they've really aged and they are sensational so what would you take an aged rosé with Honestly, I I tried one for the first time earlier this year and Mm -hmm. it literally, it blew my mind. I was like, wow, this is so good. And because it's it's got everything that I love about white burgundy and also I'm pleased to mention Rioja because I think you can get some really good white Riochas which kind of do similar things. yes, a white Rioja I don't think gets, again as well, Lopez de Heredia, everybody. Mm. Their Vigna Tondonias are brilliant, I think. There's certainly leaders in Rioja for aged whites and for yeah, rosés. it's really good, really really good. But no, for, for for the cheese pairing with that, I mean, ooh, I would go for dun dun dun. Yeah, okay. So I'm thinking, <laughs> I'd go for something like a Munster or a Sumatran, which are basically like um, a Poisse cheese, but they are less strong. And they're they're washed rind and they're soft, okay. um, but then they're not too pungent. But they, I'm, I've actually gone with the more kind of um, salty. They're salty, um, but they do have that kind of tertiary characteristic as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think that would be delicious. But I think that would really bring out the the kind of um, the fruity characteristic, but also the um, the vanilla as well. And yeah. it has that creaminess but the acidity, but the, the creamy mouthfeel, creamy with creamy does sometimes work too. Mm-hmm. And I know, and, I, and I'm going to say, because I know if some, but I know obviously people will be listening to this and they'll be saying, well, but you said this before and you said that before. <laughs> and, and, I, and I know I do, but this is the thing with cheese and wine pairing is that because there are so many different cheeses, there's so many uh, different mm, wines. It's not simple, simple. It's not, no, I can't, I can't do like a... It's fun. Also, this is the other thing. There are definitely incredible pairings and that's when having somebody who's knowledgeable and really understands the exact flavours can really help you. But at the same time, you should never take wine and food pairings too seriously. That is the truth also, because it's subjective. And it really is something that you can really play around with and go on your own journey as well. And it will be Mm. never ending. And that's also, it should be, it shouldn't be taken too seriously, right? No, that's true. You should, you should be, you should be something which is fun, something that's really enjoyable um, and also, it, I think, especially in the wine world, but then also a bit in the cheese world as well, there is like a, it, it can be quite intimidating and quite scary if you don't know. And if you, you don't know what to buy, it can be overwhelming. And I, I was mm-hmm. chatting to, to someone the other day and they're like, I feel really overwhelmed when I just go to the cheese section in the supermarket because there's so many cheeses there. I don't know what any of these are. So I just always end up picking up brands that I recognize because I don't want to buy something that's wrong. So... Mm-hmm. 
I think that we, we've got to be giving people the confidence, um, but also kind of educating as well um, and keeping it light and keeping it fun so that there's not a seriousness around it. Um, Agreed. And people are enjoying themselves because that, that's, what, that's what we're doing it for. It's a, it's a fun, luxury, enjoyable thing, something that not to be done every day, but as a special occasion, it's, it's much better to be doing this um, as a special treat so then you're kind of it's what i always say it's like it's better to have these kind of you're better to spend more on luxury artisan products and slightly less exactly less really. often mm -hmm. exactly mm -hmm. yeah indulge in a big way <laughs> less often <laughs> <laughs> well okay i want to get onto the slightly lesser known cheeses just to give people a little bit of something if they ever went to a cheese counter but just i know mm. that i didn't fully conclude the strawberries and breeze story. So just for anyone going, Sorry. what? No, that's not you. That's this bashiest, both of us. But I would just say a sparkling rosé. That was literally it, which people may have understood that's where I was going with it. I just, it, it because of the, the strawberry and then maybe cherries and raspberry flavours you get from a sparkling and the brie, it's super, super creamy and it loves something with some good acidity. If you're doing strawberries and brie, get a sparkling rosé, boom. But <laughs> now back to you, back to you. Can you recommend... Just a few lesser known or perhaps underrated cheeses, in your opinion, and a few wine combinations that deserve more attention. Ooh, just to give somebody okay. just, oh yeah, I mean, again, yeah. millions of combinations, just pick two mm. or three that come to mind. Two or three, okay. Um, I, I think the, um, the San Nectaire cheese with um, Pinot Noir is really good. I'm going to pretend and, I know what cheese you're talking about. So um, just so this why is a cow's milk cheese, okay. um, and it's got like a really lovely velvety rind, and it's got okay. a really nice um, kind of mushroomy umami flavour. Okay, yeah, understand why it would go with Pinot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, mm -hmm. it's delicious, and it's, it's a really classic French cheese. It's not something that I think you you can't find it in the supermarkets um and it's, it's a bit different so that that would be one to definitely try um i'd also say there's a cheese i'm i'm, I'm thinking i've just got back from bordeaux so i'm, I'm really <laughs> I'm, sticking, I'm sticking with french um so there's a really nice cheese called formed on there okay. which is a really gorgeous creamy blue cheese so it's a, oh. another cow's milk cheese and it's not made with sheep's milk like roquefort it's made with cow's milk and that gives it kind of more of a creaminess um it's more yeah i can't think of another word for creamy at the moment it's like it's denser it's less okay. wet it's like mm -hmm. um rock four is it's got like a salty min minerality to it mm -hmm. this is more kind of mouth coating um and spreadable okay is what i would mm -hmm. say yeah. so this 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 is really good with a lighter kind of a fruity red again but like something like a long dot blend okay yeah, like Mediterranean that, blend. Yeah, yeah that, okay. that kind of style is Juicy, good. Juicy, soft. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That would be lovely. Or you could do that with a a sweet wine as well. Yeah, yeah. So there's obviously <laughs> like something a bit lighter than a sauternes though. Yeah, maybe like a noble rot wine from somewhere like New Zealand or something where yeah. it's just more a little bit lighter and a little bit fresher and with great zesty acidity but yeah still has, yeah. yeah maybe exactly whereas i would say you would want roquefort and sauternes because you want the extremes of sweet and salty there mm. um and then i'd also say um another cheese that i would go for um something a bit different um, that would be easy to find as well 
I'm gonna say you can get I'd say a hard goat's milk cheese actually because okay. I I do love I do love Rachel <laughs> she she's she is my favorite I love Rachel too oh wait you're talking about the cheese okay sorry carry on. I'm talking about the cheese I do have lots of great real Rachels in my life and they are also great too <laughs> but um I think a hard goat's milk cheese whether it's Rachel you can get Quick's hard goat's milk cheese you can get quite a few there's Ticklemore as well oh Ticklemore yeah yes Ticklemore's great and that's really lovely again with your kind of fruity high acidic white wine or rosé it's mm-hmm. it's you, you're provo- you're thinking provence you could go with your classic sauvignon blanc or you could go with like an alberino anything italian or bacchus yes or bacchus. bacchus could work english yeah. great yeah. variety you could do could that work. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. so i would go for those um there but i'd also say like when you go into a into a, a cheesemonger's go into your local cheesemonger and they will be able to talk to you about the different cheeses and be able to advise you as well and it's similar with your local wine shop or with myself if you have any cheese and wine related questions you can contact me info at mouseandgrape.com or on my ins my instagram um, mouse and grape a n d so yes yeah love that okay i'm going to challenge you actually i was going to say one more time but maybe two more times what about right. a regional or traditional cheese? Something that we've all heard of with a perfect Ooh. wine pairing that we need to explore. Okay, um, so I would go with, so there's actually a che- cheese that I really like. Sorry, I'm thinking more unusual again. You've, you've asked me for classic. Oh, you've ruined, oh, it doesn't let, matter. Let, sorry, Whatever, I did. let's I go with the flow. No, 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 let me, let, me, let me just think, let me just think. Um, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm going to go with, let's stick with, cheddars okay cheddar uh-huh yeah we've, we've been talking we've been talking about cheddar and there's so cheddar is such an iconic english regional cheese proper mm-hmm. somerset um cheddars so i would i would say that the the one that i really like that isn't the one that you've tried actually is is the Keynes cheddar okay so this is this is Keynes farmhouse cheddar and it's extra mature extra aged okay and it is it's big and it's brothy and it's meaty Ew. and it's it's like it's like it kind of has like almost like a bit of like a bovril thing going on right. but still a bit fruity salt crystals mm-hmm. um it's it's really yummy it's got like a nice tang to it okay um and that is great with like a really big wine like that could take a monastrel okay a tanat so, like <laughs> you really go big yeah like and a, that's really fun okay great so for anyone listening like probably a uruguay tanit because it's going to be fruitier than perhaps if you got the tanit from france maybe so like maybe yes. slight yeah slightly softer tannins i don't know yeah some, just, something south american yeah oh, that'd be great and then of course monastrel nice and juicy same grape as Mulvetra, but yeah monastrel for mm. like from humija right warm and yes. rounded and yes Okay. Yeah, and that would be a really nice like wintry pairing, a bit like almost like you thinking like a tomato kind of um, sauce, you know, or like a bolognese or a ragu. It's got those kind of bigger flavors mm-hmm. in it. So that's another thing you can also also do um, that I've literally just thought of. Like <laughs> if you think of other food pairing combinations that you know, you can apply that to cheese mm-hmm. and different things that cheat the characteristics are there and then work that forward as well okay love it I've actually now added in another question so we've got two more left two more okay because I work for an English winery because you're English because I'm English because we're talking a lot about English wines and well English cheeses yeah English sparkling wine typically is traditional traditional methods so Mm -hmm. do you have a few favorite cheeses that would go with an English sparkling wine 
Yes, I do. So I really like, um, so Tunworth is one. Okay. But also mm -hmm. that, that same, that same company, the Hampshire Cheese Company, they make a cheese called Winslade. And Okay. Winslade is a slightly um, less, less pungent, is a bit creamier um, cheese, which is basically like a camembert um, stroke Mont d'Or. And it's wrapped in a spruce. And it's just really gooey, creamy. Um, it's got like a, a slight nuttiness from the spruce around it. What's a spruce? Um, spruce is like a, is it, sorry, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a piece of malleable wood from a tree. It's like a bark. <gasps> oh, okay. Like, I think I've had a cheese thing. in that before. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's very it's very famous on, on famously on Mont d'Or, which is a really um, infamous Christmas cheese. It's mm. seasonal. And it comes, it comes, I think it's between like um, September and March and it's really gooey and just melts beautifully. Yeah. And with Winslade, like especially in the summer, if you just, if you just leave out the fridge for like an hour and you open the spruce and you open up and it would, it'll just fall all over the plate and it's very delicious. And that goes beautifully with your more delicate English sparkling wines is really good. Um, Love it. Also like a Brillat Savaran as well. Ooh, I've had that cheese. Mm. Finally a cheese I yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a triple cream cheese. Yeah. So it's really thick, creamy, Easy. dense. Yeah. Love it's that. like it, it's it actually interestingly, so I wouldn't I it's oozy-ish. It's more like um how do I describe it? It's more it's more dense. Like it's mm. it's it's not gonna have that breakdown like a brie would run. It's more like if you bite into it, you would probably leave teeth marks. But <laughs> it's like cream. Oh no, I'm and taking that. I'm happy. It sounds delicious. Moosey. Thick oh, okay. Mousse. All right. Yeah, we'll take yeah. that. Okay. And I'm gonna, actually, I'm, gonna that. I'm <laughs> just keep on adding more questions. How, mm. What do you think would be the perfect time to leave your cheeses out before you eat them? Because you should never mm. eat them straight out of the fridge. No, you shouldn't. So you should take them out of the fridge at least one to two hours before you're going to eat. Oh your my cheese. god! That oh wow, one to two hours. All right. Oof. Yeah. Never do that. Right. Try and work <laughs> on that a bit more time. What was it? It depends on the temperature. Yeah. <laughs> if you took it, yeah. So, but yeah, as a general rule, yeah, about one, one to two hours before. Good yeah. to know. Now, I genuinely promise you this is the last question, <laughs> which is we've talked about actual cheeses, but I just want to finish off with cheesy dishes. So, I don't know whether we want to talk about. Mexican dishes that where you sprinkle loads of cheese on, or we want to talk about mac and cheese, but. Tell me mm. a few perfect pairings with some of your favorite cheese dishes or dishes that have cheese in. Well, coincidentally, I actually just wrote a blog post about this, which is on Ooh, my Mouse and Great website. That's perfect. Oh, I'm so pleased I asked this question. It is. Okay. All right. Yes. So, yeah, I, I literally, I did. Yeah. And I'm also coming up, I'm doing a pizza and wine tasting. Yes, pizza, so, of course. Pizza yeah. has cheese, typically. It does. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's pizza, it's pizza with the different mouse and grape cheeses on it we're, we're literally just about to announce it. it's going to be near where i live um in pinner which is northwest london and yeah i'm really really excited about it so yeah it's exploring basically how different flavors work and how they're different when they're a bit melted as well right um, yeah so yeah so it's really good but for, for, for that then I'll, t I'll tell you the ones which i which i came up with so the really nice one with we'll stick with pizza is like a um like a salami and gorgonzola pizza with like a Chianti Classico is, okay. is, is classic. Yeah. Um, just delicious. 
Um, but any anything tomatoy, I think, holds really well with its kind of Italian fruity reds. It's just really good. Yeah, and the fact that you've got the salami, which is going to, the beefy meatiness, which is going to yeah. go with a Sanchovese, but then you're going with something mm. that's going to have a little bit of a tang and it's obviously a little yeah. bit more herby and savory, which is going to go mm. with those, the herbs that go through the Sangiovese. And of course, acidity in Sangiovese, cups through with the tomato. Perfect. Good. Okay. I approve. Yes. I approve. <laughs> yep. So another one that I really like is um, an, a, an oak Chardonnay with a baked camembert. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. Oh, that is just mm-hmm. buttery, creamy, delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, Falangina and baked feta pasta. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yes. Have you tried the baked feta pasta? Uh, well, I've tried pasta and I've tried feta and I like things that are baked. <laughs> oh my God. So th- this basically like swept the TikTok world, I think oh, maybe really? two years ago. Yeah, it was, it was a whole thing. Like it's is, it is a massive movement. And um, you basically, um, you bake cherry tomatoes in the oven um, with like some shallots and garlic and then you and then lots of oil and like some herbs now I, I quite like to use fennel actually and then you um, bake it for maybe 20 minutes and you put a whole block of feta in there in between the tomatoes and then you bake it for like another half an hour and then you boil your pasta and then you take it out and you mix it all together and then it creates this gorgeous sauce and you add some pasta water add the pasta and it is honestly a, a delicious lazy dinner is perfect okay so i'm i'm going with that delicious and, and falangina yeah. anyway is that nice yeah. kind of citrusy zesty minerally sometimes a little bit nutty yeah, so, yeah it perfect. can be it can be mm. quite floral as well yeah. and it's like the tanginess of the feta cheese and the acidity in the tomato yeah it like just, citrus blossomy it, mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's just it's just really good and that's also a really nice kind of summery one as well Perfect. Everyone go to this blog so we can all start learning more. <laughs> I need to start learning more. Oh God, you've definitely pointed that out. But honestly, Jess, that's amazing. This hamper is beautiful. I'm definitely in the summer mood now. Love the fact that you've gone with a sustainable but delicious quality of the canned wine co in your mm. uh, summer cheese and wine hamper. And uh, if anybody has any questions, I will make sure there's more details in the show notes for how you can contact Jess so you can get clued up on perfect cheese and wine pairings and get yourself one of these hampers if you're in the uk so <laughs> jess you're amazing oh, you're the cheese you queen so ah i'll take that i'll take that i feel intimidated it's normally i sound like i know what i'm talking about on these podcasts i'm oh, just you do you do you do i'm just getting worry. i'm just gonna eat the charcoal crackers you've given me and eat some more taleggio <laughs> and forget about it <laughs> amazing amazing oh, well thank you so much for having me it's been such a lovely time oh it's been a nicer time for me thank you <laughs> you're welcome see you later bye bye Now, don't forget, if you're listening to this in real time, this Friday, the 14th of July is Mac and Cheese Day. And even more exciting, on the 25th of July is National Cheese and Wine Day. So do get in touch with Jess. All of her details will be in the show notes so you can get yourself a hamper and take your wine and cheese journey to the next level. Now to finish, as always, with a wine quote, I have one from André Simon, who was a French-born wine merchant and a wine writer. And he said, wine makes every meal an occasion, every table more elegant, every day more civilised. 
And as we know, cheese and wine entwined are forever an internal duet. So whilst you enjoy that love affair, may you have a beautiful, tasty week. Remember to have positivity in the mind, gratitude in the heart and cheese and wine in the belly. That is it for today. Do make sure you're sharing this podcast with all of your wine-loving friends. Leave me a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, a rating on Spotify, or if there's any option to leave a review on the app you're listening on. Like the podcast and don't forget to tune in next week where I will be talking to... Fergus Elias, head winemaker of Balfour Winery. We recorded just one episode at the end of season two. So go back to episode 106 if you haven't heard it. Next week, we'll be talking about new plantings in England, new grape varieties, the growth, the new industry stats and more. So until next week, wine friends, cheers to you.